Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Empowered Woman Rises podcast. My name is Preeti. I'm the founder of the Empowered Woman Rises movement, and I'm so glad you're here. In this first episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about why I started this movement. And to really explain the why, I need to tell you a story. Several years ago, uh, it seems like ages ago at this point, I was a fresh graduate from college, working at one of my first jobs. Um, you know, trying to make a name for myself and earn money on my own for the very first time. Um, one day, my boss asked me to stop by in his office. And, you know, anytime you get an email or an IM saying, stop by, you're always trying, just like, what did I do? What's wrong, right? Um, especially when you're new at the place. Um, so when I got there, he said, you know those people you just walk past outside? They bet me that I couldn't make you cry. So as I'm standing there trying to process what just happened, right? Trying to recall who I just walked past, by the way, it was a group of men. And, and trying to process my anger and my sadness about what I just heard. Uh, I didn't know if this was hazing, but... I just remember being just so angry and sad, right? And in that moment, again, because I, I'm new at the place, I'm trying to just swallow that and figure out what's happening. But all I could ask was, how much did they bet you? And his answer was $20. So the cost of my tears was 20 bucks. And... You know, I don't know what happened with the bet, but sure enough, I walked out of there upset, right? And I mean, I was apologized to later saying, oh, it would never happen again. But I don't, this should never have happened in the first place, right? Um, and I can tell you that wasn't the only incident I would encounter in my professional or personal life that would remind me that I'm a woman, Right, so from your run-of-the-mill catcalls to being overlooked for projects to, you know, microaggressions that we all face, right? So being questioned if I got an offer because I was good-looking um, to being talked over in meetings to having my ideas taken credit for in front of my very own face, by the way, to being questioned about whether I picked the li right life partner, um, you know, to the vendors I hired for the wedding. I mean, just... There, it was one incident after the other. And so that incident that I faced <laughs> initially, it was just foreshadowing for what the world can look like for a woman and a woman of color at that. There was one particular incident where a male colleague told me that I didn't know what I was talking about. We were talking about this, you know, some project and I had brought up a concept and he just said, you don't know what you're talking about. He backed down after another male colleague backed me up and said, no, she's right. This is, you know, what it is. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I just had enough, right? So I reported this person to the right authorities, um, just saying how, you know, unprofessional the person had been, because um, there had been a series of events where he had said some other things. And I was told to develop a thicker skin, right? So these are people in charge telling me to develop a thicker skin, 
or choose a different environment because I just wasn't going to cut it there. I know I'm not the only one who's been told something like this. I mean, from movies and shows to just personal stories that I've heard, hey, you need to develop a thicker skin. So when you are a fresh graduate, right, you're naive, again, you're trying to make a name for yourself and especially if you've grown up in a culture like mine where you're taught to respect authority figures and elders and, and you know you obey them, right? So obedience is valued over independence. You can't help but take comments like that or feedback like that personally, right? So you don't think, oh, something's wrong with the world. You think, oh, I need to be better because you know this person is older than me, they're an authority figure, they know what they're talking about, and I don't. So, right, so, so again, the sad part is that I thought I was a problem. And so I tried to develop a thicker skin, let comments like that go, um, let challenges or just disrespect, I, I just sort of tried to let it go, kept my head down, worked harder, I was nicer to people, uh, and I would go above and beyond to do things for everyone, right? And just going the extra mile all the time, which came at my own expense, right? So my, my mental health was declining and I started to have anxiety attacks because it just felt like no matter what I did, no matter how hard I worked, no matter, you know, what... Um, or how nicer I was, these events continued to happen until one day I came across an article linking Susan Fowler's essay on sexual harassment at Uber. Susan was an employee at Uber and she was propositioned by her manager and when she brought it up to HR, they you know, didn't want to take action against him, you know, they didn't want to upset him, and um, it was his first offense, and, and you know, they gave her some choices to stay there, but beware, you may get a negative review, or switch to another team where she would need to ramp up and learn a lot more about what they were doing. So, it, right, and, and like she says in her essay, like, it's not really an option. You're You're not doing anything to fix the situation. You've basically just told me, there's nothing we can do here. Um, and, and honestly, like I read that and it was just so eye-opening for me that the world is not a kind place for women. I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but I can tell you from my personal experience, from everything that I listed that I went through, that I, for the first time, was like, oh my God, this is harassment. What I'm going through in my personal life and professional life, that is harassment. That is the word, right? And so, you know, that led me down this rabbit hole and, and I started looking at more articles and more things and, and just realizing that I wasn't the problem. That was the revelation that changed so much for me. I wasn't the problem. And that's when I understood why the work I'd been doing, everything I'd been doing didn't work, right? I was letting people walk all over me. 
to disrespect me. I wasn't standing up for myself. And when I did report issues to authority figures, whether, again, in the professional life, or if I try to talk through it, you know, in my personal life with elders, um, I wasn't being taken seriously. And at that point, I knew that I had to work on myself, but not the way I had been doing it, but I had to, I had to advocate for myself. So far, I was trying to please everybody and that needed to stop because nobody was looking after me because I wasn't looking after myself. I was letting people behave that way with me, right? So I knew what lay ahead of me was just a lot of introspective work, right? I needed to break myself out of this quiet and shy mold I was in, and I needed to find the strength within me to stand up for myself. Um, I started attending a lot of, you know, women's empowerment conferences to finding women mentors and just reading anything I could get my hands on to help me build my confidence. Because that's what I was lacking. I was lacking the knowledge that, first of all, issues like this exist in the world, right? Um, and second, I was lacking the confidence to f tackle them. Um, and, and really, right, so we grow up in these safe institutions. We grow up in institutions of family and schools where people generally care for us, right? They want us to do well. Um, they guide us, coach us. But once you enter the workplace, once you enter adulthood, you're living on your own, you're doing things on your own, those institutions aren't there, right? So you have to start to realize that, especially as a woman, you live in a patriarchal society. And if you don't create a safe institution within yourself, you're going to get eaten. So, you know, again, I'm doing all of this work. I'm reading all these articles and talking to people at the conferences. And I'm realizing, again, that this isn't just limited to me. There are so many women all across the world who are being discriminated against who are being marginalized, who are being harassed. And in that work, you know, in doing that work, um, I started to notice a difference in myself, my attitude. I was starting to stand up for myself. And as a result of that, the world around me was changing too. It started out small believe me, you know, it started out with me saying no to something and, and people being shocked about, oh my gosh, she can actually say no to something. But soon people who'd questioned me were now calling me tenacious and ruthless. And, and, you know, there was a shift in attitude towards women because they'd also, they had also grown with me through me because I was adv actively advocating for myself and pointing out when people said something inappropriate because I was just not going to be disrespected anymore. The key, you know, was to do it politely, 
But sure enough, people knew I would not tolerate jokes at mine or any other woman's expense. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, you know, I was in a meeting and um, and this woman says, um, well, you know, really you should have a child um, once you've been married. You know, you shouldn't have a child outside of marriage. And I just <laughs> remember looking at her and saying, I mean, we are in the 21st century. You know, you don't need to be within the constraints of marriage to have a child. And it, it just, it, you know, but I'm laughing through it, right? And and there's a lot more to unpack there in that comment that that person made. But it's that kind of stuff that you just said, hey, this is not acceptable for you to say, right? And, and I remember... I remember people just generally changing around me. So at the end of the day, honestly, all of this work that I did, rebuilding myself, rebuilding my confidence, um, it would help me leave toxic relationships and situations and find peace that I had not had for years. All of that work was preparing me to ultimately stand up for myself when my mental health was severely at risk. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do that, right? So, you know, I when we talk about the purpose of this initiative, I want to share what I've learned through my journey so that I can empower you to advocate for yourself and for women around you. Susan Fowler's story made a difference in my life. It made a difference in other women who'd gone to work for Uber um, because, you know, when she published her story, there was an external investigation into Uber's culture um, and they ended up settling for you know, a $4.4 million settlement to resolve the sexual harassment and retaliation charges. Um, and you know, they entered, according to EEOC.gov, they entered a nationwide agreement to strengthen their business culture. Her story made a difference. And if my story can make a difference for you, I will consider <laughs> you know, this initiative to be a success. At the core of my movement is my belief in equality between men and women, right? The belief that everyone deserves to be respected. Everyone deserves access to the same rights, same opportunities in life without being subjected to discrimination or harassment. And I... I cannot tell you how important that is to me, especially as a parent, to that the world is a secure place for my children, right? And so I will be giving, I will be telling them these stories, I will be giving them tools to succeed, and I really hope that if you're listening to this, and if something resonates with you, that you will share this with your children with your nieces and nephews, with your friends, 
and empower them to advocate for themselves too. So in the upcoming episodes, you know, we'll talk about everything womanhood, right? We'll talk about confidence building and career development and workplace challenges and importance of financial independence to periods and pregnancy and you name it. And we'll discuss helpful strategies, tools, resources that are available to help navigate through some of these things. Um, I hope to also interview women across all walks of life so that we can all learn from each other. Because the truth is, when we stand up for ourselves, we can make the world a better place for everyone. One small change at a time. One step at a time. Thank you for listening. I am so glad you were here. Please join me for the next episode. Thank you again.